In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who gives us His words, so that we might hear Him. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I have a sort of deficiency, I suppose. I I am not really sure. It's never been diagnosed, but I feel like it's a cousin of something like ADHD. Because I cannot do verbal things when there is verbiage happening around me. It's really difficult for me. So, uh, for example, um, it, it is near impossible for me to read while there is a radio or TV playing that has words as a part of that. If it's like classical or jazz or there's no words, totally fine, no problem. But if there are words there, I read like a third grader. It's terrible, it's slow, it's monotonous. If I don't have that around, I can speed through it. But there's something about my brain that just doesn't work in the presence of a lot of noise. And particularly, verbal noise. And so because of that, every time that I think about God hearing prayer, I wonder what that's like for him. And this just proves that God is so much greater than I am. Because... People throughout this world are praying to God simultaneously all of the time. And God has promised to say, I am going to hear you. Completely. Not so much the case for me. Even listening sometimes is a problem for me. If I am in like a crowded restaurant and somebody is talking in the booth behind me, I have to actually concentrate on hearing the other person. And half of the time, I fail. And what happens is, some of you are old enough to remember AM, FM radios. If you're not, just kind of go with me on this. What it feels like is being stuck in between two radio stations, where there are two kind of garbled voices talking over one another. And I lose. And I'm not listening to the person, really, who's there with me. I'm not listening to people that are elsewhere. And I start thinking, my goodness, how amazing is it that God has said, I am going to promise to hear you. Over all of the noise, even over all of the noise of this universe... Because it's not just people that are praying to God that God hears. God hears how the entire world is going, how the entire universe is going. He hears that there are massive explosions happening somewhere out in the universe, creating stars and weird things like that. That God can hear that is just, it's astounding. And I think we have a little sense of how astounding that is when it comes to our prayer lives. Because when it comes to our prayer lives, a lot of times we get this sense that we have to do some work in order for God to really hear us. You know, God, okay, God will hear me, but it will be kind of like that stuck in between stations hearing me, unless I do a special thing. 
Well, and, and that's kind of what is going on with Solomon in the Old Testament reading for this morning. Solomon has just spent a ton of time, a ton of expense, in order to build a temple. And as he is here in this reading, he is saying, this is the temple that I'm building for you, Lord. But right in the middle of that reading, he second-guesses himself. And he second-guesses God. And he says, will God really dwell here with men? Will God really be here present enough that he will actually hear us when we pray in this building? And Solomon just... This guy who's full of faith, this guy who wrote a bunch of stuff in the Old Testament, this guy who has all of this trust in God, has a moment where he goes, I don't know. I don't know that even this big building that I'm building for God is, is enough of a megaphone to really get my messages and the messages of my people across to him. And that's the place that he's praying out of in that Old Testament reading. And I think so often that's kind of the feeling that, that we have when we're praying. That's the doubt that creeps into our heads as we're getting into whatever prayer posture we get into and start to talk to God. That doubt creeps into our, our minds. Does does he really hear me? And so we wonder, okay, well, maybe I can do something that will help him to hear me better. Because isn't that what we do in our relationships with people? If we're not quite sure that they hear us, what we'll do is, well, we'll start repeating stuff. Hey, have you ever met that person? That it seems like they just told you the same thing five times in a row. And you can tell that they're just not used to being heard. And so they've developed this practice of saying the same thing over and over and over again. And it frustrates you to no end because you just want it to stop. You're like, I understand English. I got it the first time. Uh, that's one of the things that we do. Another thing that we do is that, well, we, we repeat things because we're afraid that people have been listening elsewhere. I do this when there is a crying child here. Uh, a lot of times if, if there's a big commotion or a big noise during a sermon, I will stop and I will just kind of rewind the tape in my head and I'll say the same thing over just so that you can pick up because I realize distracting stuff happens. One time it happened here. It was terrible. There was a guy with a chainsaw back there. I had to do that like ten times during the sermon until Conrad went out there and like threatened him. <laughs> the other thing that we do is we get loud, don't we? You ever have that moment where you know, everything is going around and so you just try to yell over the noise? And you just try to get a little bit louder, and I wonder if we try to get a little bit louder with God in some way, shape, or form. 
my favorite part uh, about that exchange is usually when uh, sort of the, the noise dies down and the person is still yelling at you and it sounds really aggressive. But I think we get into those games with God because we assume that God kind of operates on the same level that we do. Maybe that's a part of Solomon's confusion about the temple where he's saying, well, this thing is just a basically a, a giant PA system so that we can get God's attention. How do we try to do that, though? Well, I think... If if you've grown up in, in this tradition or if you're used to this tradition by now, um, in kind of a, a liturgical church, a lot of times the, the unfortunate thing is that we have all of these pre-written prayers and they're, they're supposed to sound really pretty. That's how they're supposed to sound. And yet that, I think, sometimes gives us a little bit of anxiety because when we start to pray, we don't sound pretty. Yeah, we sound like somebody from Duck Dynasty. <laughs> and we go, oh, well, if, if I don't pray pretty, will, will God hear me, really? Or will he just kind of turn me off? We get anxious about that. We get anxious about, well, what are we doing in our lives? Will God hear us if, well... We've committed a sin recently, or has God just kind of hit the mute button because he doesn't want to hear the filthy language that is going through our head? So we get kind of worried. Does God hear me? But God has promised to. You know, it's interesting. This is Matthew's telling of the Lord's Prayer and how that comes across. But in Luke's telling, he gives us a little bit more context. In Luke's telling, the disciples actually come up to Jesus and they say, how do we pray? Hey, how do you do this thing? They have the same concerns. They're like, Lord, you seem to have this direct line to your Father. How does that work? And what does Jesus do? Jesus says, when you pray, pray like this. Now, he didn't have to do that. What he did was he gave them the Lord's Prayer. He gave them actual words, words that still we use today. In fact, we use them so much that while I was reading that, that gospel lesson, because we have kind of a, a mixture combo thing of Luke and Matthew's telling, you were like, Whoa, since when do we say, forgive us our debts? That's the wrong word. Matthew. But we know those words really well. He didn't have to do that. He could have said, this is how you pray. And then he would have gone into a kind of a lecture on, well, how do you pray? And maybe it would have turned out, like, well, you use this acronym, ACTS. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Good Sunday school people? Yeah, all right. So adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. What's supplication? It's asking for things. Had to be an S. Because ACTA doesn't sound the same. 
Or if you're slightly more liturgical, there's, there's this thing called the collect form that we use here a lot where it starts off with saying something about God and saying, okay, God, you are this, and because of that, I am asking you this so that then we together as a world can experience this. And Jesus could have done that with his disciples, but he said, no. Here's some words. Speak these words. Why did he do that? I think he did that because Jesus understands where we are developmentally. Where we are developmentally is we're still learning to speak. We're learning to speak with God. And when you're learning to speak, you don't tell people that are learning how to speak. You don't give them rules about syntax. You don't overload them with vocabulary. You just give them a model that they can begin to mimic. And that's where we are with God. And that's the base of why we have this prayer, the Lord's Prayer. So that we can know that the words that we're saying are the right words. We don't have to worry about a megaphone. We don't have to worry about making it pretty. God says, here, just pray this prayer. You don't know what to say? Pray that. Grow from there if you want to or don't. But pray this. It's like when I'm learning somebody's name, I always try to repeat that name. And some of you have interesting names that I have to repeat over and over and over again. The reason I'm doing that is the same idea behind the Lord's Prayer. That that has to resonate within me in order for me to say it. That's why God has given us things like the Lord's Prayer to echo down into our lives so that we can get used to saying them and hearing what they sound like so that we can say them from there. Which is what Tatum's confirmation is going to be all about today. That she has gone through all of this echoing and that she's saying, yeah, This sounds right. And so this week, may you echo God's words found in Scripture, God's words of prayer, God's words. May those echo inside you in a way where you can hear His voice in the midst of them. Amen.